So this known sex trafficking operation where the, there's been a federal indictment where the perpetrator has admitted to, uh, has pled guilty of sex trafficking. Women have sued. <laughs> um, Pornhub was a partner knowingly uh, benefiting and, and, and profiting from the, the trafficking of these women. They had 800,000 subscribers. Uh, they had 600 million views of those videos on Pornhub and they would advertise this trafficking operation. I mean, they even would promote it on Twitter. Um, they okay. would put it in their okay. promotional materials and all of that. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. Uh, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. I've been following Lila Micklewaite and her work. Um, somebody kind of pointed me into the direction because I'd seen this amazing trailer. Um, but she is really leading the charge to taking down Pornhub. And the mission they're on is so important. If you have kids, um, listen to this one. You might even, the subject matter is obviously delicate, um, but I had no idea how massive Pornhub is and how much exploitation and how much sex trafficking they're getting away with. Um, and, and Lella has definitely been making it her mission to not only gain more awareness, but put pressure and uh, on the company and, and the people that are that are sponsoring it. So uh, one of our most important podcasts. I hope that uh, you share this one if you find value in it. Um, but uh, this is just a conversation that I think that every parent um, teacher should hear. And, and if you feel appropriate after listening to it, maybe uh, your student as well. So let's jump right into it. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start It Up podcast. I'm excited because I have on Lila Micklewaite. She is a guest that I've been tracking down for quite some time and honestly, I think is doing some amazing work. And what she is talking about and her focus is as timely as ever. So want to jump right into it. Lila, thank you so, so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me and for your patience. I really appreciate it. Hey, I, look, you're busy and the mission you've been on, I've seen like you guys grow exponentially and uh, we'll get into why all of a sudden people are asking these questions, especially on if you can take down a president this easy, why can't you take on the port industry? So I've given away somewhat. Uh, you are the founder of Trafficking Hub. So let's just start there. What is Trafficking Hub? Yeah, so Trafficking Hub is an effort to hold the world's largest and most popular porn site accountable for enabling and profiting from the mass rape, sex trafficking, assault and abuse of men, women, and most horrifically children. Um, it's an effort to really shut the site down and to hold its executives accountable. And it's become a movement over the last year since it started last February in February of 2020. Um, and it's gotten so much traction. We've gotten 2 million signatures on a petition to shut the site down um, from 192 countries. We've had 300 organizations endorse the um, effort. Politicians have jumped on board with it and, um, you know, had a viral video, uh, 33 million views. So, I mean, it's definitely gained a lot of traction, hundreds of media articles, if not thousands by now. So it's exciting to see the traction and, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's timely, it's important, it's important because we're all two clicks away 
from this website and we need to know what's going on and we have to hold those who are responsible for this abuse Mm -hmm. accountable. Man, this is one of those podcasts that I have so many questions in my head that I don't want to cut you off. But I mean, like I'm looking at this uh, through the lens of a parent, uh, a teacher and a loving husband, right? So uh, where do I start? Well, actually, where did you start? What made you want to start Trafficking Hub? Yeah, well, I've been fighting sex trafficking for over a decade now, and I've specifically been focused for the last now eight or nine years, actually now, uh, on the intersection between the pornography industry and sex trafficking and exploitation. And anyone who's researching and investigating that issue is going to end up on Pornhub. And what I found out amongst many, many other things um, earlier this year was that uh, you know all it takes to upload hardcore sex acts to the world's most popular porn site is an email address. And it's something that you can do in under 10 minutes anonymously. And they are not verifying the age or the consent of millions who are featured in those videos that are heavily monetized. So they are profiting from these videos Um, Not only that, but they had a download button on every single video so that they could get distributed and owned um, and then redistributed, uh, which caused what victims say is the immortalization of their trauma. Wait, 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 wait. So you can watch, and again, out of my naivete, you can watch a video and download it on your computer. Well, as of December, you could. Uh, Oh, good. So that's down. they just disabled their download feature after the New York Times investigation exposed this. And you know, there was global condemnation. And actually, just a couple of weeks ago, the major credit cards, Visa, MasterCard, and Discover investigated these claims, confirmed that they were true, that they were children being abused and women being raped and trafficked on the site. And they actually stopped processing payments for Pornhub um, and MindGeek's tube site. So MindGeek is the company that owns Pornhub and they have uh, many tube sites. Pornhub is just one of them. And and so at part of all that uh, flurry of activity was the fact that they disabled the download button, um, you know, after years of having that available. And they, they took 10 million videos off the site, 80% of the content on their site, they deleted off the site. Uh, in one 24-hour period, uh, and and they they upended their business model. They banned unverified uploads. So a lot has happened, but this was the state of Pornhub up until a few weeks ago. Uh, was what exactly what you just said? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's been also again. I, I, I think what I'm so I hate to say proud of, I, I've been following you long enough, like kind of like when you've known the band before they were cool. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I remember you and your first album before you got signed in AR, but like <laughs> I've been following you guys long enough to where I've seen it start from, cause like, gosh, when did I reach out to you first? I mean, it's been several months ago. Yeah, and, yeah. and just to see now that you guys are being like mentioned in the, you guys helped take them down. And, mm-hmm. and, and your guys's constant pressure and saying, see, look here. And, and that's what immediately caught my eye. But seriously, your, your two minute trailer is amazing, by the way. And whoever you got to narrate that, God bless them. They're, they're, they're <laughs> really good. But um, the attention you, you've received has been awesome. 
But now all of a sudden there's just, it's been so timely because uh, in a day and time where we're right now talking about freedom of speech and deplatforming, everybody here, re- I shouldn't say everybody, there's been several people who are like, wait, if we can, if we're offended and we can deplatform somebody that quick, why can't we get rid of child porn? And I've seen that meme and that post again and again and again. And so when people ask that rhetorically, obviously, what kind of is your answer? Like other than mm-hmm. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think for the case of Pornhub, I think it's been a matter of lack of awareness. I don't, I think awareness is the doorway to action and being able to know what's going on. People can't do something about something they don't even know exists. And I think that's the, been the state of Pornhub for the last 10 years is that, or more is that people had no idea that the teens in the teen category that are wearing braces and have pigtails and knee stops and teddy bears that, you know, some of them are actually 18 year olds that are purposefully made to look like 12 year olds, but some of them are actually 12 year olds. And, you know, to that point of a 12 year old, um, just a couple of days ago, there was a class action lawsuit, um, application filed in Quebec where this, where MindGeek and Pornhub are headquartered. And the representative of the class is a victim who was 12 years old when her rape, you know, it was a rape of her as a 12 year old that was on the video on the site. And she reported the video to have it taken down. And they, you know, sent this automated response five days later and they never responded again. And that's just, you know, one of many stories. So, um, you know, I just think it's a, a matter of awareness. And what's amazed me is that it feels like it's been rather quick, like actually since the campaign started and since I really started to bang this drum about the fact that there's this blatantly illegal content on Pornhub and they know about it and they need to be held accountable. It feels like it's been kind of quick that, you know, and it's, it was less than a year till all this kind of blew up at the end of the year. And, you know, the, the fight's not over, that's for sure. But I feel like we've, we've accomplished a lot. And it's not just myself or the or trafficking hub specifically. It's a lot of people, a lot of organizations. I mean, people were out protesting in L.A. of their own accord and in Montreal every week for months. And they were, you know, organizations and people were using the hashtag and, and raising their own awareness. So I just think, and, and victims really, you know, it's horrible, but victims who have come out publicly to raise awareness about their own exploitation on Pornhub at a great risk to themselves. And, um, you know, it's thanks to them as well that there's been this traction. And, yeah. and maybe first and foremost, thanks to victims that there's been this traction, but I'm hopeful. Right. Well, because I've since, you know, kind of watching your guys' journey, I was like, okay, then like, you're right. The bravery of some people going, this happened to me. It's being, what did you say, like immortalized and, and lived on because people are sharing it or whatever. But the, 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 them wanting to fight for it is incredibly difficult. I mean, cause like the examples I saw, like it, it was like, um, you know, date rape or they were uh, intoxicated and they didn't know and all these other things. And then they have to relive it. But, but for them to fight on and say, you, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, was so important and, and, and still is, but I, um, I, sorry, I, I want to kind of go in another direction. Like the, the normalization of it to where I've, I'm reading that people are using it almost as in a, well, heck in a much different way, but in a similar way of like, 
you know, I can be a YouTuber and I can make money on YouTube. I've seen a lot in a much more benign way. I've seen some people like, I'm going to do reaction videos and I'm going to be a YouTuber and make lots of money. Mm-hmm. I've got to be completely honest with you. I don't know Pornhub very well. Do they have monetization or people making a living off of it? And is it much like YouTube where people think that they can make money off it? And again, I'm not, but disclaimer, so I don't get in any legal trouble. I am not making the comparison that YouTube is doing nefarious activities. I'm just simply saying that YouTube sometimes allows, some people think that they can make a lot of money on YouTube because they've seen Casey Neistat do it. I by no means under any circumstances think that YouTube is promoting pornography. My only question was, is like, are people viewing Pornhub as a way of making a living? Yeah, I mean, there's different ways that the content on Pornhub is monetized. The vast majority of the profits go to Pornhub. So most of it is videos, you know, it's these 10 million videos that were deleted that were from unverified users where you have no idea how old the person is in the video if they're 15 or if they're 18 or if they're 16 or if they're 19 um and you know women who who are in distress and you you don't know if they're actually being raped or not in many cases they are and and but most of those videos are to the benefit of Pornhub and the way they make money is through advertising so they have you know on the videos they have the the ads that are before the video starts in the middle of the video, if you press pause all around the video, they sell premium memberships, they monetize user data for every single person who's visiting the site. Um, But then there's also the ability through their programs where people can actually um, directly sell these videos and images on the site and Pornhub gets a a cut of it. So kind of like a pimp where, you know, they get 35% and then, you know, the others get the rest of this, the, the, the user gets the rest. Um, and, you know, sadly what we've seen, even in those cases is that there has been recent news of children who've been trafficked and abused in, in those videos where Pornhub actually was getting a direct cut of the profits from the sale of the child sexual abuse in these, in these videos. So, but that's how people make money. So yeah, I mean, pe- some people go on there thinking they're just uploading it for the heck of it. And some people are uploading it to try to make money. But the one that's really benefiting from all of it yeah. is Pornhub. Yeah, um, it's uh, to no degree of irony. Um, before our call, I, I, I jumped on Twitter. And one of the things that was trending today was that they did a news story. Try to remember who posted, but basically... And I wanted to see if you saw if there's any um, similarities, but the, the the story that was trending today was that uh, there was people, there was a woman that was unemployed and looking for money and and uh, selling nudes on um, OnlyFans. Mm, Are yeah. you guys seeing troubles or is that like so just individual content to individual? Like I, again, Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 48. So not kind of, I, I don't, I'm not that, I know that OnlyFans has had like the nefarious, like selling nudes kind of thing, but have you guys seen any similarities? Are people being coerced against their will? Um, well, that's what's happening in the model. And so, so as far as coerced against their will, um, you know, we have seen cases on Pornhub, even with the professionally produced content that's on their content partner channels, 
um, of women who have been trafficked. And, you know, there was these 40 women that recently, a couple of weeks ago, sued Pornhub and MindGeek because they said they knowingly profited from the uh, trafficking of these victims for years. And, and so they were suing them for, I think, for a total of $80 million, including attorney's fees. And, um, and so, you know, there is exploitation trafficking going on, not only on the user-generated content that's unverified content, but those who are part of this model hub program, which is similar to, you know, it's a, it's a situation where individual content creators are selling their content on the site, but we have evidence that in, in those scenarios, there's children who are being trafficked and raped, that there's women mm. in the professional content partner, you know, quote unquote, professional content partner channels that are being trafficked. There was, I mean, the girls who porn channel, they had 600 million views. They had 800,000 subscribers. Um, there was another one called Check Casting that was a sex trafficking operation. Hold as on, well. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm okay. Go over those numbers again. <laughs> like, that's it. That's like, that's bigger. Like, okay. Uh, mm. So, like, that's that's like pinnacle YouTubers. Like, and I, well, I shouldn't even say popular YouTubers because it seems like I'm making a comparison between YouTube and Pornhub. I'm not, but like, what were some of those numbers again? How many followers? So this, so this known sex trafficking operation where the, there's been a federal indictment where the perpetrator has admitted to, uh, has pled guilty of sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Women have sued. <laughs> um, Pornhub was a partner knowingly uh, benefiting and, and, and profiting from the, the trafficking of these women. They had 800,000 subscribers. Uh, they had 600 million views of those videos on Pornhub and they would advertise this trafficking operation. I mean, they even would promote it on Twitter. Um, they okay. would put it in their promotional materials and all of that. Okay. I, again, so naive on this. What do you mean by promoting the trafficking? Like we'll bring this girl to your town. No, and the fact that so it was a channel. So this sex trafficking ring, right? Um, right. Operated. They said they were a production studio, and they had a contract, a partner contract with Pornhub. Wow. To be a partner channel, so they have all these different channels on the site that are these companies, so-called companies that are running and you know putting their content on the site and sharing revenue with Pornhub and his parent company, MindGeek. And so they, they call them content partners. And this content partner was a sex trafficking operation. And the attorneys and the victims have quite a lot of evidence in the complaint they recently filed that Pornhub knew that these were victims, that they knew that this was sex trafficking. And they continued to benefit from, to promote the channel and all those things for years. And so, and that's just one example, Um, you know, uh, I often, I often say Pornhub is not a porn site. It's a crime scene. Like there's so much illegal content that has, has been and is on Pornhub that it's just mind blowing. Well, again, I'm not pandering to you. That's, that's why I think what you're doing is so important. And the reason why I so desperately wanted to do the show, because the more amplification you can get, the better. I, I'm, I, I'm mortified. And, and boy, this is when I start really sounding like, you know, my dad kind of thing. I'm like, I'm only 48, but like my age is showing. 
this generation, <laughs> this like as it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, get off my lawn. But this generation, <laughs> it's I'm 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 frightened for them because, and I don't necessarily want to go off on a tangent of just pornography in general, but the abundance and the access is so damaging, is mm-hmm. so damaging. And uh, they're normalizing very dysfunctional behavior. And I knowing that some of these people are against their it's against their will and they're embarrassed by it they don't want it to be out there and knowing that a company is making millions off of someone else's horror is i don't think that people know like, like, like you said, like you're witnessing a crime scene. Now, mind you, I'm not going to get into First Amendment rights or anything else like this. I get it. Consenting adults is consenting adults. What you're talking about and what Trafficking Hub is talking about is that it is, this is not just a place where, you know, a company is, you know, signing up people that are sex workers that this is this they're benefiting off of really awful awful things and and like you said i i didn't know this like you can just get a fake email and upload a date and that's uh yeah so mm-hmm. so so mm-hmm. Since, since you guys have been you know and and they've been cracking down what are and and not that i really want to say okay let's give them some credit but like where have you seen some improvement where have you mm-hmm. seen some like mm-hmm. okay we're still gonna go and be watchdogs, but like, okay, at least there's, they've mm-hmm. been forced to do this. What, mm-hmm. where is that? Yeah. Well, I want to first speak to, and then I'll get, answer that question, but uh, something that you mentioned is the, you know, the access to this content. And so it's not just that children are being exploited behind the screen, but children are being exploited in front of the screen because this company, this website cares so little about the safety of children they don't even have an RU18 click-through button to access the site that any four-year-old could navigate through. There is absolutely no protection in the United States who, in the U.S., we are the biggest consumer of Pornhub, according to their own reports. And many of those consumers are children. And many of those who are actually have accounts and are uploading videos of themselves are children. So you have, I mean, I've seen uh, you know, situations where uh, it's been brought to my attention that there's, you know, 14 year old boys that are masturbating on camera and uploading to Pornhub, not knowing the consequences of that. That's, that's child pornography. And it's, you know, has a download button. Um, in addition to like actual rape and <laughs> trafficking and spy cameras where they actually install spy cameras and public toilets and even in, you know, high school prom toilets and videotape these girls uh without their knowledge and and these kinds of videos are getting uploaded to the site so and so then go back to consumers so kids you know even from the age of eight years old are accessing Pornhub and it becomes their sex education it becomes you know their introduction to sexuality and in my view that is a form of secondhand sexual abuse for kids to have to witness all of this kind of abusive, violent, real crime scenes as their sex education. And we're not doing anything about it. And we put the blame on parents. We say, well, it's parents' responsibility to protect their kids. You should install filters, all these kinds of things. That's fine. Parents can do the, their best. 
But what about kids that don't have caring parents? What about kids that don't have parents at all? What about kids whose yeah. parents have to work all day long and cannot keep an eye on them mm-hmm. or they have to go to a babysitter or they go to a friend's house or they're at school? I mean, it's so unfair to put the blame and the responsibility solely on the shoulders of parents for protecting kids. And I think that's another point we have to emphasize. Kids have to be protected yeah. from being able to access this content. <sighs> I cannot, I've got a couple of follow-up questions. I, I, I can't understand. And obviously this is what you're fighting for, but like, like no one would tolerate like, well, actually I, there are some leaked videos of like, Hey, this is a person we killed and, and you know, it leaks, but, but they get hunted down and they go to jail. I cannot imagine. I can't like my mind can't wrap around like, Hey, we've installed a spy camera on a toilet. And then that live somewhere on the internet without a person being arrested. Like then and there. It's just so, it's so much. I mean, there's so much of it out there (sighs) is that it, and and the thing of it is that this company. Okay. That, that, that is already weird. That has been normalized. Like if you said, Mm -hmm. oh man, I, you know, I like, oh, another, another assassination murder video got uploaded. Well, there's just too many. You're like, huh? Well, it's not that it's not even that there's many, it's that they're like genres on these porn tubes is a genre of people who are doing voyeur, like real voyeuristic, real hidden cameras, or they put them in Airbnbs and record people when they don't know and all of that, that that's on these sites and then monetize. (sighs) And they know they're on, they know they're there (laughs) is the problem. Okay. I thought I did some research. This is all getting even more bizarre for me. Um, Okay. Then let me ask you then. I mean, how does uh, like, side story i had a friend of mine that was a police detective and he was child crimes and every now and then he'd have to be witness to things that you don't want to be witness to and it 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 wore on him um how are you holding up um you know interestingly i just messaged um (laughs) i just messaged a a therapist a couple days ago to say i think i need to to start doing some therapy sessions to decompress and to kind of process all of what I've experienced, especially over the last year, because what happened to me is I became this person that, so there's people all over the world in every single country accessing Pornhub. And when they find an illegal video, the worst kind of rape that you can imagine, or a child being exploited or whatever, they send it to me. (laughs) And, um, you know, it, it's, uh, I, I don't take it lightly because these are real victims. You know, I, I took the responsibility seriously of having to want to report these to get them into the hands of law enforcement and document and all of that stuff. And that's definitely taken a toll on me personally, but you know, I would never trade that in for anything because at the end of the day, it's, if, if the victims are going to be protected and get justice, it, you know, it's definitely worth it for me. I can't imagine it not affecting you. That's, um, yeah, that's, anyway, uh, you said I've got to address these things first and then I'll circle back to the, that. I forgot what the, that was. Dag on it. Yeah, um, I think we were talking about kids' access. Yes, and yes, the, yes. The fact of that. Yeah, I, I think that's, I mean, again, I know that, you know, like I, I can literally hear, um, 20 year old me and 20 year old friends of mine, me going, Oh, Don, you know, like, I guess that's the differentiator we're talking about. We're not talking about, you know, just, 
you know, like you finding your dad's playboy in his closet kind of thing. Cause <laughs> in my age group, that was the gold standard of like, Oh my gosh, look what I got. And, and, you know, playboy, that was a magazine and you went for a photo shoot and everything, blah, blah, blah. You're talking about the dark side. And I did not know how dark it was. Honestly, I thought I'd, I knew a little bit about what you're doing, but I've got really, got to be honest, I'm more disturbed uh, after this show than before. Well, people, you know, they think this stuff is on the dark web. They think this is on the hidden corners of the That was exactly my thought, yes. The, you know, predators are and all this stuff. And they don't realize that all of this is on the most mainstream, the most popular porn site is full like infested is the word that is being used over and over and over to describe it and you know when children are exposed to this it's extremely damaging and I've heard from mothers even who contacted me to say my eight-year-old for example one mother told me my eight-year-old got on Pornhub and he thinks he witnessed a rape and he hasn't been the same since it happened. It's been months and I put him in therapy and he's traumatized and, (laughs) and this is a reality. And so, you know, we have to think about protecting our children, but we also, you know, we have to protect those who are in the videos and we have to protect children who are being exposed to the videos also. And this is something that's like so urgent. It's it's something yes. that I feel such an urgency about because at this very moment, there's so many who are being exploited. And I care about adults, you know, as well. And but for me, you know, the thing that really gets me the most is to know that children are being um, violated in, in these ways and that there's something we can do about it and we have to do everything we can to stop it. Mm. So in, in, in a day, so uh, who's joining you in this? Like, like the me too, you, the me too movement, albeit it didn't seem to like the media attention didn't stay as long, but in a day and age where we're talking about, you know, cracking down and I hate to say men behaving better, but like, has there been any of the me too crowd or some of the, I mean, they had a lot of celebrity endorsements on that. Yeah. Have yeah. they been helping? Uh-huh. Yeah. Actually, you know, a number of those who were involved in that movement have, you know, promoted this because they see it very, you know, I see it very similar um, Yeah. in that it's, you know, it was an individual that was kind of the centerpiece of that with Harvey Weinstein and he got caught, you know, he was the most powerful man in Hollywood. And it was a known fact that he was exploiting um, women. And it was something that was known in the industry. But because he was so powerful, he had this intimidation and fear factor where people were afraid to speak out against him because they knew they they would get blacklisted. And this is what's happened so far with MindGeek and Pornhub because they have a monopoly on the porn industry. And even though those within the industry have been suffering at the hands of Pornhub and MindGeek for years because of pirated and stolen content that gets uploaded again and again and again, they you know, want to speak out against it. Many are afraid to speak publicly because they know that there's repercussions. And that's something I've heard over and over and over again. And even now we see advocates and victims who are speaking out getting crushed. I mean, getting harassed, getting abused, getting doxxed. Um, and defamed and all of those things as a result of that. But, you know, I recently wrote an op-ed a few days ago that just said, you know, this is the end of Pornhub's campaign of intimidation and silencing and that we all have to join hands 
um, like what happened with the Me Too movement and say enough's enough and we're not going to put up with it anymore, no matter what the consequence. Well, see, that, that was my fear, though, is that that was a magnifying glass and they had a lot of momentum. So people got, a, you know, when you think you're going to be supported um, and other people come forward, then it's more comfortable to come forward. So you, you felt like the media had your back. So because like, you're right, the, the Harvey Weinstein thing is a perfect parallel. He is a famous person who had power and Pornhub kind of represents something similar. So that's kind of why I was like, you know, where's the media magnification of this? And then like other people, like, because if you know that CBS, NBC, whatever is going to say condemning, this is wrong. more people are going to say, this is my story. The very, like, God bless those brave people that you're talking about at the beginning of the show, because they started it off. But I would love to see the same media attention, forcefulness that was me too, should be against MindGeek. Like well, that's same know, forcefulness. Year, uh, what happened was, I mean, there was probably 4,000 articles in a couple of weeks in December about this situation with MindGeek in almost every country in the world. Every single major media outlet covered it when the New York Times um, put out the expose by uh, two-time Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Nick Kristof in the New York Times and and then, you know, there was just this kind of waterfall of, of, of media coverage um, on the issue and the credit card companies investigated and confirmed and they pull out and then Grant Thornton, their, you know, accountants uh, dropped them. And it was just this cascade of events and then deleting 80% of their website. And so there was a tremendous amount of concentrated media attention on this, which, um, you know, to me feels like this major moment of breakthrough when it's gone from, you know, a relatively small number of people, even though like 2 million people signed the petition. I mean, that's such a small number compared to the population of the world. And I feel like, you know, even just in the last weeks, we've seen something where it started to seep into the cultural consciousness, this fact that Pornhub is a dangerous website, that Pornhub host criminal content and is complicit in that. And so for me, that feels like a, a big win. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I saw definitely attention. I just didn't see it at the level as yeah. uh, the me too, but like, Hey, it's a start. And, and, mm -hmm. and people like you are, are really helping that. And, and for that, I sincerely appreciate what you do. Or have you, and if you don't want to answer this question, we can take it out of the show, but do you, have you felt some intimidation tactics come your way? I mean, I've definitely been um, attacked. I've been targeted. I've been harassed. I've been defamed. All of those things um, in an attempt to discredit and silence me. And, you know, my family members have been targeted as well. Um, you know, when I, when I started this campaign back in February, uh, an advocate, another fellow advocate who had spoken against MindGeek in the past asked me, you know, sternly and concerned, she said, do you have a safe room? And she said, if not, mm. get one. And that kind of stuck with me. It was pretty haunting to have somebody say that. Um, but, you know, as I've kind of gone through this process in the last months, I, I kind of see why, um, you know, but not to give them too much credit. I, you know, I, I am, I'm not, you know, afraid and I don't think anyone else should be. I think we all need to, 
you know, take on these mega predators. And, and the more people that do it and the more traction and visibility we get, the more they lose their power. And so I think that is really, really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Lila, this has been um, <laughs> disturbing at times. And I appreciate the fact that you guys are, are fighting this fight. Um, I highly encourage anyone to go to traffickinghub.com. That's trafficking hub.com. You can donate, you can sign the petition. Uh, you can learn all sorts of things there on, um, you know, you, you guys have your hashtag art times freedom. Um, there's just a lot there, but also the dialogue. And and I recommend that you, um, you know, check out, you know, she, Lila's active on Twitter as well. Actually, I should ask you that, like, I, I have found you through Twitter. Are you an Instagram person? Do you have you know, what, what are some mm-hmm. of your other socials? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Instagram. I'm, I'm not as active on Instagram. It's, it's not as a, you know, right. I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't understand Instagram as well as I do Twitter. Twitter is <laughs> my main spot, but yeah, I'm also on Instagram and I'm somewhat on Facebook. I mean, I kind of post here and there on Facebook, but if you're on Twitter, follow me on Twitter. If you're on Instagram, it's at Lila McElwaite and you can follow along. I mean, I'm posting evidence and updates and news articles and all kinds of things. And one of the most important thing I think coming up in the fight, you know, you asked me earlier, um, and I forgot to answer, um, about just the things that have happened and how do I feel about that? And I think they're great. I think that, you know, if we can hold the most, uh, popular and the largest site accountable for this kind of behavior, um, it'll set an important precedent. I think there's going to be a domino effect to the others. Um, but one of the things that I think is really important that will come out of this that already is coming out of this is legislation to prevent it from happening in the future. And I think one of the most important bills is a bill by um, Senator Merkley and, and SASS. And also there's another bill by Hassan and Hawley um, that will be reintroduced, I'm sure, in this coming upcoming session. It's bipartisan. And you know the idea of, of, of one of the bills is to require age and consent uh, verification for every single person that's uploaded to one of these porn sites. And that's just common sense. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just, you know, obviously we should be doing that. And I think bills like that are incredibly important. So I encourage everybody to make sure that you, you know, engage in, in the process of helping to, um, you know, promote and, and speak up for important legislation to regulate this and to help prevent it from happening again. Awesome. Lila Micklewaite has been our guest, traffickinghub.com. Check it out. Look at the mission, support it. I thank you so, so much for the work you're doing and thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. 